is defeated, but many unanswered questions still lie ahead. Like who gets this sick crib? Are you seeing these stained glass windows? Does plural domination work on divorce rules or poker rules? Questions like what's he gonna do with his soul, dummy? Gaspar is an iterative plural. That means his soul is forever split between two vessels. He can merge with his other half, eliminating him as a threat, but he'll never be truly whole again. One thing is for certain, Gaspar's journey does not end here. He, along with the rest of the Fallow Crown, have been tasked with the responsibility of dealing with the Darkwood threat. Gaspar may choose to remain in Plex, but he would be forced to keep Krom alive and send him with the Crown. But beyond that is the greater question. What will happen to Plex if Gaspar should choose any fate which leaves this domain unattended? Ownership in the domains of Abel is constantly shifting. If left unattended or unclaimed for any significant period of time, ownership could be snatched from the negligent host. So what? Abel works on squatter's rights? He can't just find his keep with the gajillion souls. I am ashamed to admit it, but in the eyes of most pluralities, the lives and souls of mortals are incidental to the purchase of more... Uh, meaningful property. I'm so glad I was forced to join this super cool club of slavers, psychos, and brother humpers. Don't look at me. I got out of that game for a reason. In any case, Gaspar's choices are his own, and their consequences will be far-reaching. For now, all we can do is watch, wait, and wonder. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Gaspar, your body lies beaten, your life's blood flowing in crimson streams across the marble floor. The choice is yours. I reach towards the wound. I can feel the gravity of this fragmented soul, this force of attraction. My soul wants to be whole again. And so, at first, I will try and coax it from this other body. As you reach out your hand, pink wisps begin to rise like steam from the open wound. But there is resistance. Hal staggers over, heavily bloodied. Will, Gaspar, you seem to have yourself at your own mercy. What are you going to do? 
I finally have a choice. If I take my soul back, all of this work, all of this progress, will wilt and die. If I use him like I used Nepet, he would harvest the souls. He would power the magic here, and I would manage Plex. With what I've become, do I even deserve to lead these people? Things could stay the way they are. It seems better that way, no? If you're asking me whether or not you should throw away your family to go back to a responsibility you've long since discarded, I don't think I have any good advice for you. Wusha, leaning in toward you, says, We've come a long way and pulled a hard line to get this catch. Be ashamed to throw it back. I've seen you struggle time and time again to put yourself back together. It seems that the answer is obvious, but I ain't lived your life. I say do what you need, but if you're real to ask me, I'd say make what's whole whole again. Yes, this is not the time to lose conviction. This was my desire. But this, what has become of Plex, what I thought was a far-fetched vision, seems a waste to throw away. But this is not my vision. Our future should not be corrupted by the Darkwood. The death of intention and meaning is not a price worth paying for. Every decision I've made has been with incomplete senses. I will reach out a hand towards the wound on Krom. Then, with as much control, using my other hand, pull out my fragmented wisp from my own body and attempt to guide it into Gaspar's true body. Please roll me a charisma saving throw. Blessed? (laughs) (laughs) You have a plus two from Hal's aura. With a plus two from Hal's aura, that is an 18. As your spirit merges with Krom, your eyes open for the first time in a long time. And from the wound, a small bead of gold is pressed to clatter on the ground. Being able to see through my own eyes for the first time is cut short as tears well up in my eyes, blinding me. My face winces with guilt as I now can truly realize the weight of everything that I've done. As you look at your hands, these hands who have wrought so much death and destruction, one clad in leather, the other in gold. You realize you still owe a debt to something. Just the first of many debts to finally repay. With this contract between Gaspar and this god of greed, I'm going to kneel down towards Ahona's body and grab the hand in a firm handshake. With that, the golden arm unravels like thread and begins wrapping around Ahona's hand, then up the wrist, further and further, until there's no more gilding on my hand. At this, a piece of parchment manifests 
between the two of you, shrouded in pink mist. I told you you would get a percentage of everything that I gained. Words begin to spill across it in magenta ink. They change slightly with every word, rewriting, trying to find the correct format for the Flux contract. You can have my vision, my dream. With that, the stained glass and the design of my eyes begins rearranging, shifting colors to an outstretched golden open palm. This position could have never truly been mine. I'm just not made for it. However, I leave you to make good choices. Because if you don't, my talents lie in vengeance. Mm-hmm. I'm green. At that, the final lines of the contract manifest. Gaspar is going to place his fingertip on this flux contract and begin signing his signature. As he crosses the T on Aleph knot, sliding towards the side of the page, a line will develop on Ahona's neck. And when it is done, his head will fall into Gaspar's open hand. The final line of the contract manifests, head to be taken as collateral. Ooh. <laughs> like that. The body that was once Ahona turns and without a word marches toward the administrative offices. He has a lot of work to do. Well, that's the loudest debt. But there's one much more important. One I don't think I can repay. I have us. I have us has been absent from this transaction. And when your eyes scan the bank looking for him, you see he is collapsed to his knees in the middle of the battlefield, surrounded by destruction and blood, cradling something in his hands and weeping visibly. I know I wanted this so bad. I know that every one of you was willing to sacrifice for me. But none of us should have sacrificed our whole selves. None of us should have sacrificed a daughter. You banished her to Eftemonia. We were told that if she ever came back, she would not be allowed to leave. I remember. Iavo stares into the eyes of Gaspar for the first time, holding his hands up, seeking answers. You can see he's cradling a broken pair of spectacles, soaked in blood that fell from a decapitated head. What have I done, Gaspar? I had to make a choice. He unmade her before my eyes, and she would have killed us all. I know she's safe there, but will she ever be with us again? The clatter of stones wakes you. The sun is shining bright, in what was once the dark wood. Flowers sprout in the marshes where Wuxia fell, and there, in front of the darkwood tower, Rhea, in plain clothes, hauls stone after stone from the ruin to be organized, sorted, and repurposed. <clears throat> the air flows into your mouth 
down your throat and into your lungs. Your head is firmly in place. Parathara's hands immediately fly to her neck, feeling all around for injuries. There is a thick scar where you were decapitated. (laughs) I guess I'm a choker girl now. (laughs) Rhea takes no notice. Rhea? Sweat beads and falls from her brow where rests the moonstone from which she takes her name. How did you get here? Wait, how did I get here? The same way everyone gets to heaven. Sacrifice. Realization dawns on her face, followed by sadness. Is Papa here? No, and he will not be. His soul lies elsewhere. What do you mean he'll never be here? I can't have seen him for the last time. You made your choices, and so did he. (laughs) Everyone keeps telling me that I either have a choice or I have no choice. Which is it? You have made few by virtue of your exposure to people who loved you. And they led you here. Countless souls come here, never to see their families and their loved ones again. They do not have a choice. Why should you? She continues, moving stones. What kind of an answer is that? I'm so dumb. Here, I thought I had a choice, but I'm the same as all of them. Every single time any of us is on the brink of any kind of self-discovery or growth, somebody comes along and tells us we're special or gives us a new power or a new body. And then all of us just go and become reckless and get put in our place. I'm not special. It happened to Penny Farthing. It happened to Pentecost. And now me. She stands. Well, I don't want to be Parathra or Kra. I don't want to be plural. You never had a choice, my dear sister. That is your first. (laughs) The best version of me isn't Penny Piper uncorrupted. And now maybe Nellie Isadora can make that choice. From your breast, the golden wisp of a soul. But unlike those of the mortals you have witnessed whose fires seem so fragile and so warm, or the servants of the Darkwood, whose shape and form were solid, cold, and unyielding, yours is a translucent fractal, reminiscent of antlers, coiling in upon a golden core. As it rises into the air above you, it begins to take on matter, until Parathra is born. Her great antlers form the suggestion of a circle. Their points and contours seem to flow ever inward, an abstract of branching paths splitting and cascading, each junction a choice, each point an untimely demise. Yet the central curves flow on. A story without end, a life without death, eyes of pure gold, dripping black tears which fade into nothing. All lives that end are echoes, intentions shouted into the dark, 
fading with every reflection until only an idea remains. You are an echo of me. Pray you do not lose your meaning. She waves her hand, and Penelope Isadora returns to her fate, as Parathera, goddess of innocence and corruption, choice and failure, begins her cruel work in vain. Nellie Isadora has returned to Abel born anew in human form, a singular with all the joy, pain, love, and sorrow that entails, to say nothing of the burden of choice that now rests upon her crownless head. How you holding up, Dirk? <laughs> My little heart can't take it. It's so precious. It is truly heartwarming to see the Isadora family made whole. This is a mess. Sarge, we talked about keeping harsh thoughts to ourselves. You talked. I was trying not to tell you that you had a glob of lithium grease stuck to your jaw hinge. But seriously, you don't think this is just absolutely bonkers? We take for granted that these heroes, these gods among mortals, jackknife between life and death, take a new form, a new soul, every roll of the dice of fate. It's easy to lose sight of what's normal. It's easy to forget that this, this, is not what life is. Life, the thing whose existence is being threatened right now, is humble and fragile. For so many of our viewers, life is a struggle. Struggle against the mundane and banal forces of the world that is indifferent to them. Faith doesn't intervene on their behalf just before the buzzer. They're lucky if they get one chance in a lifetime to change the hand they've been dealt. They get one shot full of choices and consequences with no do-overs. All the marbles, every time they roll the die. That's why I devoted my life to strength. Let me tell you, my strength doesn't lie in these rippling jaw openers. My strength is in my heart. And it takes heart to choose a better life. That's why the Iron Church is offering oh, a limited time 80% discount now, for new members. Heroism is more than just power. It's willpower. Take control of your life at the Iron Church. Not the time, Sarge. God. This fungus thing really tanked our stats for the quarter, guys. I gotta do something. Self-fulfillment awaits at the lat tower of inner balance. The rowing machine of moral focus. Walk along the weight racks eternal. Sharing the communion of whey protein and maybe a spoonful of peanut butter just as a treat. Be baptized in the sacred sauna of... Okay, well, it's just a normal sauna, but it's super nice. Truth, inner focus, faith, and gains await you. In nomine squatre, et pulley, et liftus strengthum. Lucky for you, it's time for my break. All this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie smart options. Me, I'm building muscle, so I love their protein plus options. <laughs> yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing if I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week. 
It's fast premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> of course I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash the league fifty and use code the league fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code the league fifty at factormeals.com slash the league fifty to get fifty percent off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. It's my friend Questly, that's me! Today's an adventure, yippee! Going live on tour, it's your kid's favorite adventuring teacher, my friend Questly. Featuring all your favorite characters from the show, with classic songs like... Walking in a dungeon and you think you see a trap Don't you go any further, just clap, clap, clap Hey Questly, I heard you clapping, what's wrong? Boy, I think I see a trap up ahead, Robert Rogue Ah, uh, that's okay Questly, I'll take care of it Thanks for letting me know, with a clap And not to mention the hit single D4 looks like a pyramid D6 looks like a cube D8 looks like a pointy old diamond and the D10 comes in sets of two. The D12 looks like a stop sign that ate a bit too much cake. And the D20 looks like a magical ball with which all your checks you'll make. And that's why we sing a polyhedral song. We all have a special gift, some quick, some smart, some strong. That's why we do polyhedral dance. Taking fate into our hands, every dream has a chance. My friend Questly, Adventure is Fun Tour, coming to a town near you. Get tickets today. Hey, all you cuties. Did you know the largest snowflake ever recorded fell in Montana and was over 15 inches wide? That's the size of a pizza! I know I keep talking about it, but the end of Season 2 is getting closer every day, and the pressure increases for all of us here at Slapdash. We've got a ton of stuff happening in the next month, including Rose City Comic Con, recording new projects, Zach's wedding, of course, and just several life changes for many cast members. So we don't know exactly what the future holds, but we're gonna keep trying to make episodes happen. Hashtag every fucking Monday. The very, very best way to support the show is with Patreon. You get a ton of great bonus content, including maps, magic items, monsters, and more, and access to the bonus content channel on Discord, where we get a bunch of great bloopers and cutting room floor gems. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, and the Ceaseless Horde, and of course this week's feature team, the Forgotten Legacy, with Chance and username already Taco. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com, or if you need to mail us something, it's 2511 Southeast Pine Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214. No homemade food, pretty please. We'd love it if you followed our YouTube channel so you can follow and catch up with all the live streams that we put out every Monday night hosted by Dana, and of course the return of the upcoming Sword and Shield Hardcore Nuzlocke. 
And of course, lastly, we'd love to see you join the Discord and say hi. We're getting new people every day and it warms our hearts. And if you're caught up, you can join us for a live stream. It's a wonderful community and you deserve to be part of it. Well, that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. I'm up here, but I need to get down there. If I just jump down, I'll surely break my knees, ankles, and butt. If only I had some rope. Do you know what that sound is? It's the answer to all your problems. Whenever you're out and about and need to get up or down, you need to get your hands on some rope. Well, now it's never been easier. This is the rope whistle. One little toot will provide you with all the rope you need to get into or out of any hole. Just pull it out, hold it up, lick your lips, and blow it as hard as you can, and it'll blast rope everywhere. Look at all this rope! Thanks, rope whistle! Why does it smell kinda salty? Like pancake batter? Never you mind! Just blow if you want more! Blow as hard as you can! It's Rope Whistle! A chord for a chord! Blow yours today! Small hands wrap around ancient weathered fingers, but they are not the ones you recognize. The young woman who kneels before Iavos looks familiar, yet different. Her eyes, no longer golden, are a warm honey brown. And the freckles that dust her cheekbones, nose, and shoulders are not white like the dappled sunlight in the forest, but dark and rest plainly upon her skin. As your eyes cross over her features... She does look like the Nelly Isadora you knew, but she also looks a bit like her father. Most striking, as you realize that she no longer has the antlers you remember, nor the long ears, nor the hooves. And you look upon your human daughter, Nelly Isadora. Taking your hands and rising to his feet and pulling you up, he drops the spectacles to the ground and crushes them under his foot as he wraps you in a tight hug. Pulling back, he looks you up and down, and his dream-spun eyes, looking into your mind and soul, realizing what has happened. I made a choice, Papa. I couldn't leave you. You did. You made a choice that no one can take from you. No god can doubt. I'm so sorry. No. Don't be sorry. I'm the first Nelly to... I'm the first Nelly. And I make my own choices now. Yes. Yes, you do. As you say the words, your soul burns with the fire of choice and opportunity. And you are crippled by it. Thousands of possibilities, opportunities, ideas. Everything spills out from you and the desire to do is crushed under the weight of everything that can be done, that should be done, that must be done. A guilt rises up in your throat like you've never felt before, that you only ever pantomimed before. 
but with it is love and hope and every other sweet thing that you wrote poems about and only distantly understood. Part of me was afraid that if I became like this, I wouldn't be able to feel your love anymore. But I can. That's what it means to be mortal. Being able to feel the chaos in her mind. I always holds her close to give her strength. It's terrifying and beautiful. I thought maybe you'd be safe if I sent you away. But the gods damn me, I'm so glad you're back. Her arms wrap around you and pull in close. Her gown of gossamer and wildflowers no longer looks like the raiment of a goddess, but a costume as the petals wilt onto the floor. It seems I've broken your glasses. That's okay, we'll get you some new ones. It's okay. Those were never mine. You realize that in their absence, and in the absence of the plural soul to which you have become so accustomed, you can still feel your father's mind and everything inside. You at will can choose to use his spells instead of yours. <laughs> Sick. That's pretty tasty. You have lost no connection to your laurel and lyre. You can still feel eudaimonia in your soul, but you are no longer a part of it. I'll always remember the stories. You can dream of it now. I'll guide you. I've never dreamed before. That's not true. You have dreamt before. And I brought it to existence. I'm so sorry. Caspar. <laughs> You're whole too. Bare feet launch her across the stone floor. But she loses her footing on the third step and tumbles onto you, her arms wrapping around your shoulders. We are both whole. <laughs> How do ankles? <laughs> you should be like, I can feel every pebble. Feet suck. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn to dance again. Sneaking around is going to be so much easier now. <laughs> do feet always feel so dirty? Now you see why we all wear shoes. I get to wear shoes. They're going to be so cute. <laughs> Hal picks Hahona's head up, looks into the face of his oldest friend, waves a hand, and casts gentle repose on the remains, slowly lowering his own face to plant a kiss on the forehead. I'm sorry, my friend. You've suffered so much more than you ever signed up for. One day, one day I'll make sure you can actually rest. Wuxia walks over to where Nelly and Gaspar are hugging and puts a big hand on both of their backs and says, Nelly, is that you? It is. You look great. Who'd that used to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's new. It's, it's me. Are you fucking kidding me? That's unfair. That's not a time to be mad about it. I'm glad you're back. At that, the chime of a bell is heard echoing across the marble floor. Iavos dusts himself off and reaches into his robes and pull out the bell of the thirdborn. We have much to discuss. 
and new things to discover together, but there is a task at hand we can no longer evade. We must follow the sound of this bell to the gates of death and beyond. Yavos, as you look at the space, you realize it is just large enough to do what must be done. Meanwhile, the rest of you are collecting the things that you have accumulated on your journey, taking the inventory of an adventure that feels like a lifetime, and adding to it the new things you have acquired here in Abel. All right, my dear friends. There's not much room, but prepare to make yourself comfortable for just a moment. Iavo sits on the ground with his legs crossed and gestures for you all to do the same. Wusha, knowing that if he's left in that position, he will tumble back, make sure to have a wall against him. We have no time for aether ships and ring gates. We must step directly where we are needed. Close your eyes. Remember the black gate. Remember the smell of the farm air and decay. The music of the dancing dead. And join me in the astrum. Your bodies are overcome with a warmth as you slump into a deep, weighted sleep. In the deep black of dream, the void of sleep is divided. A thin, colorless line bisects the infinite. As you gaze upon the tower, light creeps in from the periphery. Wisps like flowing rivers reach out from a circle of etheric chaos to the fault line that runs through all things. The axis, from and around which your fate spins. Somewhere between the aether wastes and the tower lies the pale bastion. Yet your primitive dream weaving cannot penetrate the astral desert that is the inner real of error. As your heart begins to despair, a light can be seen at the cusp of the aether wastes. A familiar glow, a guiding light, a beacon to follow, a compass to guide you, a voice in the darkness. Rest now, weary traveler. The dark recedes. I shall take the long watch. What weakness of will would summon me from the death of sleep? The scion approaches, High Counselor. I beseech thee, do not impede him. Bite what remains of your tongue. High Counselor, please, you have the wrong of it. The true death shall come for us all in time. It is hubris most foul to suggest that one might hold death to schedule. Do you mock me, Wanderer? Your farcical parade of mourners bloat our cemeteries with each passing cycle. Who are you to question the wisdom of the pale omen? The coffins burst with oracles and soothsayers, but it is how we each read the bones that dictates our cause. After all, we are all equal in death. You and your council serve at the pleasure of the endless dead. Do well to remember that. And what would you have us do, O wisest and wittiest of the vagabonds? What we have always done, my liege. Wait in grave silence for the end. It will come for us all. What's the hurry? 
new spell. Oof. <laughs> new spell who did What an episode. <laughs> that one was fun. Yeah. That How sucked. dare y'all make me cry? You are the worst. <laughs> I am, I'm the only one who gets to make me cry. Nothing sadder than crying in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hashtag relatable. <laughs> Getting childhood flashbacks on that one. <laughs> oh boy. Nobody makes me cry my own tears. <laughs> Nobody. Huh. When you were describing like you know, Law, when you were describing, like, close your eyes, think of the dirt, think of the whatever, I was like, think of the dirt. That's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Smell that Listen, tree. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Sniff my sod. <laughs> I was thinking, like, wish I wasn't there. What dirt, what's the closest thing to grave dirt he can think of? It's just filthy sand. <laughs> think of the dead sand. Let's go. <laughs> just Washington coast sand. <laughs> Thick with jellyfish remains. Oh, hell yeah. I you didn't want to like dessert? hint at the fact that you weren't there because people don't need to think about that right yeah, now. That's that's that's, yeah, that's unimportant. You've seen, you've watched the scry. We'll just yeah, point yeah. it out in the outro. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, we've used the outro to cover things like that before, right? Looks like we went to a <laughs> bank and all went through withdrawals. Oh, my. <laughs> I, put, uh, I put cool dream description. <laughs> that's all I just said. Dope ass sleep vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hal has a picture of where we're going. I could have showed you, but <laughs> let's uh, let's go around the table and uh, this time I think we'll start with Law. Okay, we've been doing that and it throws me for a loop, but I like it. Yeah. I like to be thrown. Uh, Try to like switch back and no, forth. Yeah, yeah, you, you should start in the middle sometimes. There you go. So we're doing Favy Momos. I don't fucking know. This was just a really sad, emotional episode. Favy just like a lot Momo. Of Favy e Momo. E Momo. Um. <laughs> God, I mean, getting to just really fucking whole hog the father-daughter relationship emotion. Hey, I'm sure there's a better way to say that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, no, fucking put people, it in stone, print pe- it. People Sweet. have been saying whole hog since before we joked about it being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's grandfathered in. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's fun to act real sad and then weepy and say beautiful things about tragic fates intertwining and people changing their lives forever on a spur of the moment decision. Yeah. Heavy shit. Dana? I mean, my real answer is, is Gaspar everything. But um, <laughs> what I would like to talk about is I'm so happy that Nellie's journey kind of ended at this point on this episode because I always wanted it to go in this direction. But uh, when we were standing in front of intention and inquiry it, it didn't it didn't feel like she had quite gotten there yet so i wasn't ready to to make that move but then it just kind of fell into place with really it's just me being dumb as a player and always making the same mistake but she not not having that perspective was yeah. able to just draw this much bigger conclusion from it and finally have this uh, kind of epiphany by herself on camera, which I, I really enjoyed. You got a free true resurrection and a free true polymorph. <laughs> Thank damn. you. I'm going to enjoy my feet. We just call that reincarnate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think there's a lot of like interesting weight to the idea that the whole time Penny is like, oh, you know, stranger from a strange land, learning what it's like kind of to be immortal, but not actually really. And now, like in the end game, like actually learning what it means and not just pretending. Um, I also like... You that, can't you can't take all the favorite momos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, the opportunity to to make her Iavos's biological daughter, yeah, mm. uh, is very fun. I'm done. It's magic. I had a hard time picking. I think my favorite 
is probably the little callback to Penny's first dream mm. and Gaspar taking her head and her being all excited to dream and Iavos being like, I can show you how. And then Gaspar being there to be like, oh, you've dreamed before. Yeah. And it sucked hog. <laughs> no! Slurped the hogs all the way down while standing in the pool of her blood that's all over the floor from her decapitation. (laughs) Like that was a pretty good little little flashback. Well, Dana took like two and a half of my favorite moments. I mean, rehash them. Do it. How dare no? no, Mine was about the the how dare getting that story, not about any specific aspect of it. Honestly, all of this was basically one long scene. So it's hard. It's impossible not to overlap. I do. I do really like the the Penny being like. Fucking everybody's got to make my choices for me. I I haven't had a fucking hand in this. No, fuck you. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, just and dropping just, the cosmic mic finally. And, yeah, <laughs> being like, fuck all of this. But my favorite moment that is not a rehash was just the, the, the little visual of the stained glass turning from the eye to the mm, hand. I, I thought that, yeah. was that was fantastic. fantastic. I, almost, I, was really fantastic. I almost said that for mine. I'm glad I didn't because then Dana <laughs> would have stole two and a half and then I had stole one one. <laughs> well, it also calls back to how like, some of the power that Gaspar was really trying to steal here was the ability to manipulate reality and yeah. change mm-hmm. Abel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. just like, mm, yum, yum. It was fantastic. Yum, yum, good. Yum, yum. I think just as a little appetizer, the Fabi Momo, the description of Penny kind of, or, or Nelly going like, the antlers, the regalia fell off like a cost, like felt like a costume. Mm-hmm. And then things began to wilt. It kind of was just, it was just Nelly for Halloween, you know? Right. Was it the, went from cosmic to cosplay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Nelly was in there the whole time and yeah. everything just fell off like a costume. I, I think that was fucking excellent. Yeah, pretty sad. A and cool. really good uh, metaphor. But, and and that's just the appetizer too. It's so good that, at, like, at the same time, both of our kind of goals are accomplished because you think, oh, Penelope gets the adventure, gets to choose between plural and singular, but it keeps on, like, uh, yeah. going, like... Yeah, and we've always had that weird tension since the roof yes. uh, between our characters. And this one just had a lot of interesting symmetry between us. I think even just like from the very beginning, right? Just waiting in line, it's you, a plural, trying to figure out or trying to like just taste what being a singular is. Mm-hmm. And then Gaspar, a singular who tasted what plurality looked like. And while our goals are specifically, you know, not the same. We both kind of reach the same point, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a holding hands, fighting all for this synchronous finale, yeah. of of what our desires are. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, no pressure good, on Zach. Good fucking, <laughs> like, like good duo. My favorite moment well, isn't a moment. It's the fact that. Gaspar going from undead nightmare to human or living being again, that you were bringing acting shit into that, that you've been holding back this entire fucking time. I heard the emotion, this like sense of sympathy, this sense of empathy that like suddenly I hear the guilt in your voice. Whereas before you were this dead thing, just kind of shuffling around, barely functional and like kind of empty inside. The fact that once you got your body back, there's all the emotion. That's where it was. It was trapped in something else. Yeah. And that was just like so fucking beautifully handled. And I like, every time you did it, I was like, 
okay. I was worried it was a fluke the first time and you were like, kept doing it. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Well, it's like every time I would speak as Gaspar, I'm like, okay, be hollow. Yeah, yeah. I have a, the post role is a great time to clarify things. I have an interesting question for Gaspar. Ooh. So this whole time you've been collecting souls and feeding them to Krom and you now learn that he was turning that into an eco structure of your home. Yes. Are you going to continue doing that to send money back to the bank to help your people? Is that where your souls are going to go? Like still like feeding the, now you're like, oh, they're going to a good cause. Let's keep doing this. Uh, yes, that, that is mm. the intention. I just figured uh, it wouldn't I, come up, but like, I think it'd be fun to discuss. Yeah. Here. And like the, you know, 10% off the top for, <laughs> yeah. um, which is God the head. greed. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's like, well, guess I'll get along with a little capitalistic greed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as long as he keeps getting paid, you know, he can do yeah. the job. Gaspar lives in a society. I wanted to react <laughs> to some of that, but I was too busy being sad. Cry Avos, cry Avos, if you will. Yeah. I, I had a good line that was going to be like, like, they've built something good here. It is already built. Killing the architect will not destroy the building. So I'd like to help motivate you to be like a... Unfortunately, that wasn't true, though, because if the second it gets into the hands of a plural, they can just change it. They can just undo it all with a wave of their hands. <laughs> it's no. like, oops. It's kind of interesting having like a singular be the one who has control or like the, the plural is in servitude to the singular, mm. right? At least there's a contract. Right. More yeah. just so like it's proving a, it's like a deal. they did this once. They can do it again. Like it might take oh, a lot yeah. of work and some another power source or something, but it's possible. I hate to be the one to tell you oh. this. Actually, that's not true. I love to be the one to tell you this. You're not singular. Oh, shit. That rend cannot be repaired. Not fair enough. Yeah, you are. You are still very much two souls, but you're two souls in the same body. And you got hey. your body back. <laughs> Like a sandwich, so much room a for sandwich with two meats. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Eat fucking fresh. Bologna and tuna. <laughs> Double decker. Pastrami oh, on pastrami. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. I fucking loved this episode. It was everything I needed it to be. I, I've been looking forward to this kind of resolution for so long that I wasn't sure if it would satisfy. And I love that you chose to keep your body. I love the idea of Gaspar running around in his original form. I was I stone cold thought you were going to be like, well, I'm just going to keep things the way they are. I guess I'll just keep being a soulless hu or a lifeless husk, you know, whatever. I was considering it. Yeah. Bold choice. And I've, I'm, I'm fucking in love with it. And really becoming singular and then law with the, oh, with the feelings. So big. So good. Thank you all again for listening. I really want to thank Sam Hedegar, the editor, for editing this episode. I want to thank Brie Golden for all of her work as our map maker. And I want to thank you. The listeners, I have gotten so much financial and emotional support for the wedding that's coming up. Uh, I, I can't describe how, how much it means to us. Um, this episode should be airing, I think, the week of uh, Rose City Comic Con and our wedding. So, yeah, it's coming down the pipeline, y'all. And I really, I really don't even know what to say. So thank you again so much for everything you've done. And uh, until next time, we wish you luck. Bye.